What's up, y'all? It's Man's Versus again. I know it's been a while since I've, you know, come on with the podcast with some interesting topics. But as you know, the election was coming up and I wanted everything to chill out a little bit before I actually did another podcast. But welcome back. And I have two special guests. One is my very, very close friend who I love oh so much, Day Jones. Hey, I am back round two. Um... (laughs) If you have been following me on social media, you know that I have been talking about this upcoming runoff election pretty much every single day. So I'm excited to be here to continue having some conversation about it. Mm, Love it. And then we do have a very special guest that she knows personally. His name is Daniel. How you doing, man? Hey, y'all. It's uh, Daniel Coley, or as Dave calls her uh, political friend. Um, You know, she came to me. She said, hey, there's a podcast going on. They want to talk. They want you to talk about politics. And I said, "Okay, awesome. Let's do it. Let me get in the neighborhood. I'm like, actually, where are we? Who whose podcast is this? I just agreed to it. Um, all right, thanks, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Like for real, for real. I really did, and I like that you're you know out of the normal community that I normally would pick from a podcast, which kind of shows that I'm growing a little bit. So it kind of <laughs> makes me happy a little bit. Yeah, reaching yeah, new audience. Right, Thank you so much yeah. for coming on and taking time out your day. But can you go a little bit into what you do exactly? Because this podcast is going to be on. The election, you know, the win that you guys got, the Senate runoff that's going to happen in January, what we can do to, you know, truly push the state blue. Because even though we won the presidential side, Georgia's still pretty Republican. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, talk about that. And, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So, like I said before, my whole life has been politics and I talk about it constantly. Uh, But it's there's so many important things for people to know. And I I try to make politics fun for the people that I talk to. I try to make it a lot more simpler than it than the difficulty of like hearing other people talk about and all the words that they use, Uh, because I think politics should be accessible to everyone. And I think policies Mm, are not, you know, normally tied to one party or another, because we see a lot of, you know, discrepancies when it comes to policy changes and everything like that. kind of a little bit about myself i actually work for a a nonpartisan company it's national Uh, i'm not gonna name drop because i'm gonna be very partisan later on this podcast but uh, (laughs) my whole job is to make sure that we are we're registering students on college campuses across the country and um i um, i'm the georgia director so it's been you know this has been a really long drive and long hard work for me uh kind of moving into you know kind of what can we do to mobilize vote mobilize voters here in georgia and here in atlanta and just across the state in these rural districts and um Georgia shocked the entire, you know, everyone keeps saying Georgia shocked the country, but Georgia shocked the world. Yeah. Um, we facts. have all eyes on us right now. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, we're, we're celebrating, we're happy, but we're, we're not done. There's still so much for us to do with these two Senate seats. Um, these quite literally will decide who controls the Senate. Um, for people who don't know how important the Senate is, um, we have a new justice on the Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett. Um, that's the Senate. They decided to have a, a, a confirmation hearing 45 days before the you know, before the election and confirmed her eight days before America got to decide who our next president was going to be. Um, so it's it's about it's more than just, you know, kind of electing, you know, John Ossoff and Reverend Warnock because we like them because they talk cool. It's it's literally the, the question of life or death, because when we you know, of course, we swear in uh, President like Biden and Vice President like Harris. We also want to be able to hand him a Senate that is going to be able to allow him to pass the legislation that he needs to help everyone. Because we have so many people, um, you know, suffering right now, especially during this pandemic. People are losing their jobs. People are losing their homes. People are losing their health care. Um, and we should never be in a place where we have to decide whether I'm going to pay for my uh, prescription or my rent 
or you know I want to be able to take my kid to cool school but I just lost my car because I couldn't make the payments yeah. you know and I think you know even when talking about you know who we're going to be electing and you know I, I will, I'll go so far in saying you know if we had two Republican candidates who, who wanted to you know produce this and who wanted to you know have everyone have health care and really focus on education and all this other stuff I mean at this point, it's like, okay, cool. Let's. I want everyone who's in in the Senate to be intentional, but we don't have that. What we have is David Perdue and Kelly Leffler. Mm-hmm. You know, Kelly Leffler not even being from Georgia, being the richest member of Congress, uh, being married to the to, to the person who owns the New York Stock Exchange. You know, yeah. someone who has no business running in Georgia politics because she is not a Georgian. She has. She doesn't have the Georgian's She's best interests at heart. A political outsider. A political outsider, and we're using quotation marks for those who can't see us. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's, and I can't wait to see whoever or not, you know, debate her and just and just absolutely show us what uh, I know a real senator can be. And we also have, you know, David Perdue, a quote unquote uh, Trump fanatic. You know, that's that's that is something he, you know, uses as like this is, you know, this is why you should vote for me. I vote for, you know, Donald Trump 100 percent of the yeah. time. I don't know when that became, you know, the the, <laughs> the level standard. of yeah, the, yeah, the standard of, of started, what a politician is. He started doing that um, two years ago. Yeah. So I follow politics pretty. I don't follow politics as hard in other states. I will admit yeah. I'm biased because, you know, good old Georgia. Boy. Right. <laughs> but uh, he started doing that about two years ago when Trump won and yeah. he realized he was riding the Trump train, yeah. kind of like our governor did now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so but Purdue was scratched off my list when I found out what he did uh profiting off of COVID uh, yeah. a few months yeah. ago. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do it for you. So then um you know, people don't believe me, but like, I'm actually not Republican. As we were discussing, <laughs> like, I know it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. But as we were discussing before the podcast, you know, I'm in the, I'm pro-black. I'm pro-black everything. I'll vote for someone who's not black if they have a pro-black agenda. Yeah. That's what I'm personally about. And so I'm willing to see what Ossoff and Warner can do for us in January because people don't know it. Like you said earlier, Georgia literally decides who controls the Senate. Yeah. Like, and so if we can get the Senate, we can probably get Biden to do, you know, more things for us. Hopefully. Well, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> I don't know what he'll do exactly, but hopefully we can get him to do more things for us. Cause that's all I'm for is, yeah. you know, like I said earlier, um, before the podcast, it's hard to clean up house for someone else's house when your own house is dirty. Absolutely. Like I, you know, and this is not me being selfish towards any other minority or any other racial group or any other demographic. Like, I feel you, your pain is there and we want to help you. But if I'm not doing good, how can I help you do good? Right. You feel me? So I'm I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen in January. Like, I'm really it's like it's one of those. I really get excited about things, yeah, yeah. but this is one of those things like I'm really, really excited about. Yeah. Cause like if Georgia really do becomes blue, like all the way, I don't yeah. mean just on the presidential level, but like all the way, yeah. I'll be shook. Yeah. This, yeah. this would be the first time we've ever, you know, because even in the race itself to have two Senate seats being open for an election is it, that's just not how it happens. You know, the Senate yeah. chooses members, you know, a third of the Senate is chosen every two years because their terms are six years long. But for us to have two yeah. seats open right now, it just, it paves the way for such change so quickly. 
Um, I mean, yeah, like like you said, you know, it's about voting in the people who are going to do the right things, and that just so happens, you know, <laughs> to be the Democrats in this situation. Yeah. Um, the Democrats aren't perfect by any means. Um, you I'm know, glad you said that. Yeah, there's there's widespread there there is still widespread you know corruption with the you know leadership in the Democratic Party and everything like that. I like and, you. Yeah, I, you I know, like I like you, you too. You were, you were talking. I said, you know what, man, he he on to something. But no, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the truth. And and a lot of times, you know, people, you know, it's Democrat or Republican, but it's like no, it's it's about these policies. It's about mm-hmm. what is good for the country because Democratic leadership, if they really, really cared about it, they could have, right? You know, they could be sitting these, you know, legis- this legislation up through the Senate. Um, of course, we have to get rid of Mitch McConnell. Uh, who's standing in the way of any Bruh, I hate him so much. I, you know, look. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I want to say because we record. Okay, well, let me say I dislike him a lot. I feel like hate is very strong word. But I dislike him as a political leader. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, it's the idea that one person is standing in the way of true change. It's the idea that one person is ushering in so much hate and so much, you know, uh, you know, I, I want to say disrespect, but yeah. it's it's not even, you know, of course we have a lot of other things, you know, like concrete things, but no, it's it's disrespectful to all those who paved the way for us to be able to even sit here and record this and put stuff out um, and, and speak. You know, people lost their lives for us to even have a voice and to have a man stand in the way of people having health care or people having access to education. It's, it's absurd. And I think that we see what we're seeing here in Georgia is a lot of young people, a lot of young black voters standing up and saying, I'm actually tired of this. So yeah. speaking of young black voters, we had she's smiling already like because she know I'm coming. Here. You know, what? I'm going to skip her. But no, no. OK, but so young black voters who are um, pushing the Democratic candidate, which, you know, I'm for whatever you think is pro black. I think Day herself is a very pro pro black person, which I love. Huh? <laughs> but yeah, I think Day is very much like that. But you went extra hard, um, even outside of the you know rallies and the protests. You went extra hard on pushing you know your narrative and what you think is best for our people. And I just kind of want you to touch on that. Really, you think I went extra hard? <laughs> Day, you hmm. probably tweeted more about stuff than I tweeted. Right? Because, okay, so look, the thing is, I tweeted a lot on election night specifically. Like the first night and watching, I think it was because of the fact that for me, and I was also keeping mine right next to Daniel, <laughs> literally watching all of this stuff happen. And Georgia turning blue was not a surprise to me. For whatever reason, I have just felt that this entire year. Like I just knew. Um, mm-hmm. I was shook. I like I just I knew I could I could feel it. And then on election night, you know, we were looking, um, you know, we're watching CNN. You click on the counties in Georgia or whatever, and you're seeing blue counties, you know, counties surrounding um, Atlanta, DeKalb, you know, Clayton County, Fulton County, all of these. And they were like two percent reporting. And I'm like, okay, we're what? Eighty (laughs) four percent of the state of Georgia has already reported. Yeah, the blue counties are two percent in and we haven't the yeah. outstanding votes are all absentee yeah. we're like this is blue there was a moment you, you looked at me and i just had a grin on my face and you said man i just saw you go to twitter and it was <laughs> i was like let me tweet um i don't know i just think i have been so exhausted like politically exhausted i feel like um i used to love being tapped into politics. I love to watch the news. 
Like, I know Sorry. that sounds really <laughs> lame, but Sorry. I will literally sit there and watch like C-SPAN. Like I will watch the news. And I got so tired of turning on the news and seeing something about um, somebody being prosecuted. And I'd be like, I don't even know who this is anymore. Like, I don't know who we're talking about because there's too many scandals going on. Yeah. Um, and it's draining. So I think like the little ounce of hope that I had for us to mm-hmm. really finally get rid of this man in office, I just was excited. And I was like, let's make sure that we're doing all that we can do to like mobilize young people and black voters specifically because I didn't want, I don't know for me. And I, I think that it, I, I approach it in a way that's different than, you know, what I've seen on Twitter and the narratives that I see often. But for me, it meant so much more than just voting and Donald Trump not winning. Like it mm-hmm. was literally like, wow, I feel like I'm a part of history. Wow. I'm literally voting in this runoff in Georgia mm-hmm. on January 5th, even if, John Ossoff and Reverend Warnock don't win. Like the fact that I was included in this historic event was like insane to me. So Yeah, yeah like I I do acknowledge that the very deep state black people, like, you know, Clayco, mm-hmm. you know, Fulton County, you know, like we really did come through like all the way. Yeah. Because had we not voted at the number of people that we voted with. Georgia wouldn't be blue. Uh, like, no. not at all. nowhere near. It, it would be impossible. Would if we be. had the same numbers of, of votes that we had for, uh, not for Obama, but um, for Hillary Clinton, Georgia would still be the state that it would yep. be in. And people don't realize that. Yeah. So there was some type of um, political shift. And it's probably mainly due to Trump because I know a cap. I kind of hated watching him on the news, like outside of his policies or whatever. Like, I was like, dang, dude, like, shut up. And I'm saying that, you feel me? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this man just doesn't, like, how does he, he wakes up and tweets at 7.30, and I was like, good Lord, bro, like, what are you doing? And he don't stop tweeting until, like, 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. I was yeah. like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. And so there was a strong political shift, I think, personally, and you don't really see it, like, the signs, like, how Trump supporters do, but you kind of saw it, like, on, like, a, you all chilling, and you talking, he's like, man, I hate Trump. And almost every party I went to or like every kickback or like, uh, you know, every social gathering, like multiple schools around Georgia, because I'm a photographer. So I travel to multiple yeah. schools and, you know, do some events for them. Like no one liked him. And I was like, good Lord. I was like, I was kind of shocked a little bit because I've been in Georgia my entire life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like Georgia's been red since before I was born. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Like, any of us yeah before yeah. before we even thought about yeah. before they even knew what georgia was <laughs> yeah when right. she was when she was you know <laughs> right. and you know like i just never and my friends kept telling me like a lot of my democrats was like georgia turning blue and i was like bro shut up yeah. like <laughs> get out of my face it's not happening i was like bro we've been red since before we were even thought yeah. of yeah. and the fact that we're blue now is kind of historic moment Shout out to Absolutely. the young black voters. Shout Absolutely. out to black women. Shout out to black men. You know, yeah, we did our I, thing. I think that, oh, I'm sorry. I, I think either. there were building blocks that set up for Georgia specifically to be like this. We were just talking about this in the car on the way here, but the Brian Kemp stealing the election from yeah. Stacey Abrams played a significant role in Georgia being blue. dope, by the way. My queen. She, More than dope. I did not know. <laughs> I didn't know what she did until a week after the election, mm-hmm. 
I didn't know that she registered that many people to vote. So I I think that okay, a lot of things, right? So I think that I'll, I'll work backwards. We're starting with Stacey Abrams. <laughs> a lot of people, you know, are throwing this number of like eight hundred thousand voters, you know, in this. That's just that's just the work that she did for this like this this the election here. Stacey Abrams has been working since the day where she conceded to a race that she should have won to Brian Kemp has been putting in the work since that day in 2018. Mm. She has been working instead of, you know, saying, oh, I lost or I'm mad about this. I'm just going to go and do anything selfishly. She started Quite a literally nonprofit. what the president is doing right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, she she started a nonprofit, a national nonprofit called Fair Fight. And Fair Fight has been putting in. That's her. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Fair that's Fight her. is her. That yes. is her. Stop playing. Absolutely. Literally. I did not know that. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing. She's not in this for the glory. She's not in this for the. She's in this because she does not want Georgians or anyone across this country to be disenfranchised. She wants to make sure that voter suppression has no place in 2020. She wants to make sure that every single voter gets their voice heard. And that is why, you know, just to look at her and to be in the same field of work as her makes me so happy every day. I'm so um, shook right now. I'm, I don't crazy. mean to cut you off. No, you I did not know that was her. <laughs> no, you look like I just told holy. you. <laughs> I don't really cuss on this podcast, but holy hell, I did not know that was her. Yeah. Bro, they literally, like, I was already registered to vote. Mm -hmm. And they sent me, like, three things in the mail, like, probably, like, a month before. And I was like, I was like, who are these people? Yeah. But I was like, I'm right. And I... I thought I was going crazy. I had to check my status like twice. And I was yeah. like, am I registered for real? And it was no. like, you're registered for real? And I was like, bro, yeah. they went hard. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's about it's about double checking because, you know, in 2018, first of all, let's just take it back to 2018 when Brian Kemp was running uh, for governor, right? It's not even that easy just to say that. Brian Kemp was the secretary of state running the election where he was running for governor. Yeah, that never sat well with me. No, never. Um <laughs> You know, and they they knows this is one of my favorite presidents. But Jimmy Carter actually came out and you know and was like, you know, this isn't right. You should step down. And everyone was calling him for him to step down because you can't run an election where you're running the election. You know, <laughs> yeah. could you imagine if, if if Donald Trump was running the election? Yeah, that didn't like it. Never made sense to me how because when it first because like when people told me, I was like, that is wait. I was like that. I was like, how are you gonna run your own state and then run in your? I was like, that isn't. Am I tripping? Right doesn't now? sit well. No. Yeah, like um, it, it never said. It never said. No, it never. It never said well with me. Even you know, outside of my political views, I was like, that's kind of stupid. Yeah, it's stupid, and it's it's blatant corruption that no one pays attention to, except for you know a lot of really really hard political people. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, are y'all serious? Or is is nobody gonna say anything? But um, you know, when we talk about you know Georgia turning blue. Um, and I keep, you know, I keep saying everyone, you know, everyone's super like it's it shocked everyone. And I've been sitting here for months being like, hey, Georgia's turning blue. So let's go ahead and, you know, make sure we're doing the work that we need to do and and everything like that. And it was just what what told me that Georgia's turning blue was not only the presidency, you know, up, up until that point in 2018 of just how just <sighs> let me just the, the presidency of Donald Trump. And when he, after he won in 2016, was sworn in in 2017, mm. the work and the things that he was saying, the, the things that he just didn't do, the things that he did do, um, I knew that the political landscape will never look the same. Um, I said, this next election is probably going to be one of the most pivotal because we're going to have a lot of people upset. And I based a lot of my, you know, my, not only do I like base a lot of my predictions off of just like, you know, hard actual facts from the previous elections and the primaries and everything. Um, I like to use my family too. 
my family, you know, they, they're a family of people who are, you know, kind of they're they're engaged. They won't, they vote because they know that they have not always had the vote, um, but they haven't been, you know, too knowledgeable of what's going on. And you know, over the course of the past year, I, I've noticed my dad get so much more politically engaged, and it, it's it was it was really really heartwarming mm-hmm. because I saw. I said, we are now seeing a lot more mobilization and a lot more education That's and just fashion. Yeah, and it was it was it was good. And he called me. He you know when we were doing early voting, and he was like, "Hey, I just wanted to call you and tell you I stood in line and voted." <laughs> and I was just like, he he thought to call me after he did it because of how much you know how much work I've been doing, and mm-hmm. um, it was just it was really good to see that our state did something and. Um, I've been on a lot of donor calls. You know, like I said, I, I work for a national nonprofit, so we 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 have to you know get money in because you know we don't we can't keep none of our money, so um, we have to get grants. And you know, I was talking to a lot of uh, donors, and they asked, you know, said the polls were showing that Biden was going to win in a huge blowout and like you know record numbers in these states, but they were a lot closer than we thought, except for Georgia. They said Georgia per- did exactly what it was supposed to do, and they were like, you know, why did why did we see Georgia turn blue? You know, why did we you know why were we so surprised? And I said. Because you underestimated the black youth in our state. I said, I think that you will never do that again. Yeah. Um, because we have shown. My man. My man. <laughs> right. No. It's, I'm going to give you some data. Man. <laughs> it, was, it was so good to say that, too, because it was, it was a call with, like, some, some older white people. I, I, you know, they were, they were older and they were just confused. And I was like, you, you won't ever underestimate um, the state again because you have a lot of young people being able to come to each other on Twitter, on, on TikTok, on Instagram, and shedding or uh, sharing very relevant information about these about these races. Yeah. yeah. For me personally, what I kind of felt was going to be Donald Trump's downfall um like in key states was one what he did to John McCain because yeah. Yeah, John McCain, yeah. people don't realize it like oh, I don't man. know if they but he was actually very liked by a lot of people <laughs> yes. on, on both aisles of yes. the side mainly because he was a prisoner of war. And mm. people don't realize that. They was like, "Well, I mean, like this guy could have ratted us out. He didn't do it. He's, you know, he's a good guy. He might be Republican, but like, we like him. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that. So when he was bashing him before he died, I think that's what paid a key role in Arizona flipping blue. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. he's just overall a very courageous individual. Like, yeah. Across the board, even in his political career, he was a courageous yeah. person. Like, I yeah. literally was just watching yeah. um, videos of John McCain on YouTube the other day. Um, Tell me you watched my favorite like, video. When he yeah. was, yeah, when he flipped. When he voted for, oh man, see John McCain, and look, a lot of my liberal friends are going to be cringing or I don't, I don't care, but John McCain was a very, very good example of a uh, country before party. Yeah. Um, he said, you know, certain things should not happen because this is not what is in the best interest of our country. Um, one of my favorite videos, I know they was just <laughs> talking about it. One of my favorite videos of like, you know, of, of watching C-SPAN or watching votes is when um, the Republicans were trying to get rid of Obamacare without an actual plan to replace it. They just wanted to get rid of it. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't like that idea. Probably. Yeah, it's <laughs> stupid. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. But you know, John McCain walks in, and you know, he's the last vote that they need for the Republicans to need. And you have Mitch McConnell standing there with his arms crossed, staring at him. And John McCain walks in, and everyone gets quiet. And he reaches out his hand and just does a quick thumbs down and walks out. And you hear the gasp, and you see Bernie Literally. Sanders sitting there, kind of like nodding. And I said, "Man, this is not see. This is the most, man. You can have your sports, you can have your concert. <laughs> this is what I. This is what I like to see because you, we saw a man who said, I have myself health issues. I have you know pre existing conditions. Mm-hmm. I can't live in a world where my vote ends that protection for millions and millions of people will suffer from this. And I won't do it. I don't care who my yeah. party is. John, the the thing that got me like in John McCain was." how his party wanted him to like 
talk crap about Obama. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he was like, I don't know if you guys in the interview, but he yeah. was like, he was like, wait, let's hold up a second. Like, yeah, he's my, you know, enemy and I'm running against him, but he's still a good guy. Yeah, like, he's like, he's a great man. He's, he's, like, like, he's got a family. He's he's like, he's, he's like, he's yeah. a, still a pretty good guy. He's like, yeah. I can bash his policies, his policies, <laughs> yep. but I'm not going to bash him as a person. He was like, I'm not going to do that. And that's when I started liking John McCain. I was yeah. like, yo, that's dope. And, you know, Trump did the opposite yeah. and talked crap about him. And, you know, when John McCain died, yeah. I, I knew John McCain was going to flip Arizona. Yeah. Like even because like people don't realize like the Senate in Arizona is still Republican, yeah. but they just didn't like Trump. They was like, you're not going to talk crap about the guy that helped us. Yeah. Like you're not going to do that. Yeah. Arizona's only flipped blue like two times in the past few decades. Yeah. Right. Arizona. I think I don't know why a lot of people just kind of assumed uh, Arizona's going to turn blue. But that was that to me is surprising. Right. Because that that's that's something that that, that hasn't happened in a few decades. And, you know, the work that John McCain, you know, did when he was in, in Congress, of course, like, of course, there are policies that I, I don't agree with, but. It's the fact yeah. that he was able to put his country before his uh, before his party. And he was kind of the reason why, you know, I, I still have to this day, you know, I'm like, there are still some good Republicans. You know, I worked with a lot of them when I worked at the Capitol yeah. um, in, in, or state Capitol. Um, <laughs> and a lot of them, you know, I, don't, I can't say nothing but the U.S. Capitol. But no, uh, a lot of the Republicans in the, in the state Capitol, as well as the Democrats, you know, deep down, both parties and both, you know, both sides in the Capitol and both sides everywhere just want what's best for their families. They want what's best, you know, for them and their futures. And I think at the end of the day, you know, when you sit down and you kind of look at it and you're like, these policies that people, you know, keep screaming are socialist policies or progressive policies or bad for every, they poll very well. Well, they're not actually that socialist. Like, no, not at all. Don't even, <laughs> so people don't realize like Obamacare is not a, it's not socialist Mm-mm. because it's just a government option. Yep. Socialists would be getting rid of everything Absolutely. and be like, this is the health care. Yeah. That's yeah. not what, and don't get me wrong, there's faults with Obamacare, which, you know, is neither here nor there, but that's not what it is. Like, it's an option. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's a difference between an option and then, like, you know, like a forced tax. Yeah. Like, that's not yeah. what, and I, got, I tried to my Republican friends, I'm like, I know you're you're dumb. That's not what that is. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong, like, I'm, you know, critical of both sides, but yeah. if you're going to be critical, at least tell the truth about yeah. what's going on. A, a, a strategy I use for my, my, my poor Republican friends, you know, is <laughs> I, I, I like to bring in like examples oh of the exact same thing that they are okay with, but they don't know what they're okay with because they just, they, they don't like Obamacare. Right. Yeah. Um, I always they named say, it Obamacare to make people not like it. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, even yeah. called Obamacare. <laughs> it's, I love, I love, I love the interviews when they, they, they're like, you know, well, how do you feel about Obamacare? And they're like, I hate it. And you're like, okay, well, would you like a, you know, an option where you could, you could, you could have health insurance if you need it, but you can stay with your own, like people if you don't. Um, and then it, you'll, you know, the, it will be called the Affordable Care Act. And you're like, yeah, I love that idea. You know, why don't we do this? <laughs> that's Obamacare. Yeah. <laughs> that's Obamacare. <laughs> um, yeah, like, people just get, people get so upset because they, they start to scream and they start to kick and, um, and just kind of just be upset before they actually know what's going on. Um, even we have public school. We have free like public school education, not free. You know, we all pay for it, but you know, it's an, it's a, it's a place where you can send your children and they can get an education or you can choose to do your own, like, you know, private yeah, education private. or yeah, homeschooling. That's what my family did. Yeah. I mean, people have the option of what they want to do with their children when they're educating them. And I don't understand why healthcare is any different. Um, and I mean, I'm going to, like I said earlier, I'm going to be really partisan. I'm going to let y'all know my opinions. I think that every single American should have access to healthcare. Yeah. That's fair. 
like so specifically speaking towards healthcare, I want to ask Day this because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. See, my biggest thing for not wanting socialized healthcare. Well, there's two reasons. One, I don't think no one's entitled to anyone's time and labor. But also, if I if we get socialized healthcare, my thing is like, do you think it will fix the racism in healthcare? Because no, like my biggest issue is. I want to have kids one day, you know, me and my girlfriend, we've agreed to have kids like you want three. We're going to adopt one, you know, because like that's just what we want to do. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And so I think that is it going to benefit her? You know, like Mm -hmm. and and if it will, I'll put my own biases aside as being, you know, a capitalist and be like, hey, if this is going to help my wife and my kids live. And if I have three daughters, like. I'm for that. Like, I don't care. Me personally, like, I don't care. Like, you know, I suck yeah. it up. I'm a grown man. But if this policy will help that, then I'm for it. So let me correct my response. Are you saying, like, you know, how we talk about black women um, mm-hmm. and their rights of, like, you know, maternal death? I'm for, like, I I believe if a black, I believe, first off, I believe if women have kids, period, they should be allowed certain tax breaks and certain PTO. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very for that because how are you have to raise a kid? Mm-hmm. Like someone has to do it. <laughs> like, and maybe, you know, she doesn't want to do it. And the husband does it. Like, I don't really care yeah, who does say, it. I think, but paternity I, leave I think some paternity leave of some type for either parent or both parents or whatever they decide is, is needed for at least six months. Mm-hmm. Cause those are the most important months of the child's life. Mm-hmm. Like, I personally, you know, scientists may agree, disagree with me. I don't know. But I personally think that. And then also I think you need tax breaks from that because raising the kid is not cheap. Mm-hmm. And I know it's, you know, Republicans be like, it's your personal responsibility. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, though, we need humans to live in order to continue the human race. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. You can't say, well, it's your personal. OK, that's true. But if no one has kids ever again, never. What are you going to do? Right. Dummy, like, <laughs> no, right. like, so I'm very for that, but I just want to get your take as a black woman. Like, do you think socialized healthcare will help races? Like, I don't know. Like, I literally have no idea. I don't think it's really a yes or a no question because I think that um, I don't think socialized health healthcare will change the fact that like medical racism is systemic. Um, so those aspects of it will still exist do i think that you know obviously it will help black the black community and underrepresented communities in ways that you know not having access to affordable health care at all will yes um i don't know if i'm really like coming with a juicy (laughs) like take on this i just i just feel like it's it's not, it's too cloudy for me to have a yes or a no because I still, I don't really believe that one decision like that would just take away all aspects of how race would affect it in any, you know? So then I think that goes into a deeper question. So healthcare is affected by the people that's in it. The people that's in it is affected by education. So what do you think is the solution or what do you think, you as a Democrat, you know, you both are Democrats, obviously. What do you, I'm an independent. Like people don't believe me. Bro, people don't believe me, bro. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not Republican. I didn't vote for Trump. 
I'm, I'm, I don't I've, think you're a Republican. I've literally told people I don't lie. Okay. I think people joke about there's it. There's small, there's smaller <laughs> things that like I don't lie. Like I don't know. Now, lying now is now I need to see your ballot because now, like, <laughs> now I feel like you lying. I, mean, I, I wasn't questioning to you. I promise you, you. I'm very, I'm very open about what I do politically. Mm-hmm. Now I won't keep reiterating myself. Now I just be like, bro, like go to my Twitter, like ask my friends. You know, like. Mm-hmm. You know, like me lying to my grandma, to my mom, to my dad, to my brother, to you, to like my girl. Like, it would be very far fetched for me to lie to the people closest to me, just so people won't be mad at me. Come on, yeah, man! Right, like right. you've seen me tweet before. <laughs> right. Like, I'm gonna lie about this one thing, this one time, <laughs> this one time. Right. So people, come on now. Right. Like, but I, going back to what I was saying earlier, education. What is so the, vital? What is the democratic plan? for education because like daniel was saying earlier you know your schools are funded by your property taxes in your county and then you know if you have bad counties you know you have bad schools because lower taxes less funding so far so forth so what is the democratic solution for that because if it, you guys have a good solution i'll promote the hell out of y'all this sound like a would, type of yeah question. i was just saying <laughs> so education has always been you no know, before before i dive into that too i also just want to kind of touch about you know just the kind of healthcare because you're right um everything is definitely tied to education um i think you know at the end of the day everything every problem that we have every single situation across the country is all tied to education um you know, the reasons why, you know, healthcare, you know, can be so expensive and a lot of people, you know, pay for, you know, prescriptions, you know, they have high, high cholesterol, they have like these surgeries that are um, so detrimental to their finances by finances because it puts them in so much debt and it's, it's, it's crippling. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these schools don't teach, you know, what it means to, to have healthy habits. A lot of these schools don't, you know, teach, you know, how to have like, safe sex. They don't teach them how to, you know, protect themselves in certain situations. And it's, it's all because of the funding, yeah. You know, you have these teachers who have classes of you know thirty plus students in these in these areas, and these teachers are raising these kids because their parents are working two to three jobs, um, and it's an endless, endless loop of kids are going to school, they're not learning, they're not able to be engaged because their their teachers are having to you know teach thirty different kids who are learning at thirty different rates, being able to learn in thirty different ways, and these teachers are you know trying to teach them these things that they need to grow up. And these students aren't getting it because they're not getting the individual connections that they need. And they're going home and their parents aren't there to help them in their homework. And that, to me, is the reason why we have these 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 counties where, you know, the students leave school and they don't they don't they didn't learn anything. You know, they were passed through because, you know, they had no kid left behind. You know, thank you, President Bush, for that. Um, you know, with no kid left behind, and you know we have these. these I love kids. I love when people sneak this. It's yeah. one of my it's one of my favorite. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, it's one of my favorite things to. Yeah. I love when people. I just be like, ooh, no, he did. Oh, wait. <laughs> right, right. I, I love this. I love the good sneak this, but um, yeah, no. And you have these these kids, and they go in these communities, and they don't know none the wiser. They don't know how to have safe sex. They don't know you know how to start businesses, and so they're working these other jobs, making the. I mean, the people in charge of these other larger corporations richer because they're, they're, they're they can't do anything else. Um, and when it comes to healthcare, you know, it's it's as easy as saying, you know, have a health class that teaches people how to you know eat adequately. And I don't mean a health class where it's like half the semester you're in gym and the other half you're in health and it's easy and you're just studying flashcards because the health teacher is also the gym coach. I mean, <laughs> have dedicated health. Like people who went to school, like nutritionists, go to these schools and be able to teach these students because this will stop them from having 
cardiac arrest when they're 40. This will stop them from having these unhealthy, uh, you know, habits that in, make them end up in hospitals, you know, and I think everything kind of is, is connected. And um, I know you asked Day earlier about, you know, just kind of like when it comes, and I'm sorry, I'm jumping around, but I'm come, kind of coming back to healthcare now, you know, you asked her about, you know, like as a woman, as a black woman in healthcare, because there is a lot of discrimination, right? Like, bro, it's people, crazy. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people don't, no one even thinks about it. I didn't even know about it until three years ago. Yeah. And then I didn't even know that I was a victim of it until my mom told me. So, so for you, so you don't know. So I had four heart surgeries growing up, mm. like open heart surgery, like, you know, as a baby and as a teenager. So I remember the one as a teenager because I was in high school. Yeah. It's my freshman year of high school. But when I was younger, um, my my parent like I would have blue spells. Blue spells is like where your lungs and heart stop working and you literally turn blue. Mm. Like it's like a yeah, it's an actual thing. And so I would have blue spells like all the time, like once a day, twice a day, like, you know, it's crazy. And my mom took me to like ten doctors and they was like, There's nothing wrong with your son. And my you know, luckily I have my dad, that's my dad. <laughs> Shout out to my That's my main man That's, that's my dog right there That's you know, The man was breaking down You know what I'm saying right. And my dad was like No My yeah. like my mom said at one time We were at the hospital My dad was like I'm not leaving this hospital Until y'all fix my son yep. He's like He's like I'm, and, You know my dad You know, he, you know what I'm saying You yeah. feel me So he's not going nowhere <laughs> right, right. And finally um, The heart surgeon actually fixed me Like discovered that I had Tetralogy of flow and the crazy part is, is like, had my dad not been who my dad was, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be here for this podcast. So I am super huge on racism in healthcare, yeah. which is why like, I don't know what the solution is. Yeah. And which is why I bring it up today, because yeah. I know that even though outside of my very rare, like I know heart problems are very rare, like to be born with it. Mm-hmm. Cool. But pregnancy is not. No. Half of America gets pregnant, technically, by percentage, because women have, most of them have kids. So like... That is a really big thing that I constantly think about in healthcare is like pregnant women. Like they're the black women are the like most likely to die. Yeah. How are we the most likely? Like I just I I I'm at yeah. a loss of words. Child, I, mor- child mortality rates are incredibly a lot higher in um in the black community with black women and their pregnancies. Um, Georgia actually has, I don't know if you guys know this, you probably don't, because a lot of people don't, because not, not a lot of people talk about it, but um, the child mortality rate here in Georgia, I believe, you know, at the time of, you know, early this year when uh, the state legislature was talking about it, was it's the highest in the country. Um, and we have no idea. They, they, well, they have no idea why. And it's a lot of like, there's not, first of all, taking children, having a child at the hospital. Um, I know none of us has had a child at the hospital, yeah. of course, but it costs thousands, Thousands. King Don over there laughing. But. Right. Right. <laughs> it, costs, it really does. I mean, child. it costs. It costs. Yeah. No, literally, child. <laughs> no, yeah. It, it costs thousands to have a child, and it leaves a lot of families to to not want to accept other things, and they want to get out of the hospital as fast as possible, right? Because they can't afford to be there any longer than they need to be. Because yeah, a lot of people are bad. going to. The, yeah, a lot of these people are going to these hospitals, and they're having children, and they're trying to leave. Because they don't have health insurance or... Well, that's you know, a yeah, very it. good point to the yeah. question that was raised. See, this is why... That's <laughs> why I bring Daniel with me when I do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, man, I like this guy. That He's was smart. A, that <laughs> was a, a very um, intellectual like point to make. I didn't want to cut you off. But no, I think another good. thing is, like, I had a black woman's health class. You would think I would have <laughs> taken from that class enough to really bring some substance. But, like, there is no black woman's health textbook. Like, Mm-mm. we don't study these things. We don't... 
really dedicate like there aren't people that are I'm not gonna say there aren't people because hopefully I'm praying that there are black women out here that are dedicating their career and their research and their studies to this but what are we basing it off of because we're what we're basing it off of is the experiences of black women that are dying that are losing their children Mm -hmm. but we're not doing any research we're not studying anything to to progress from that well I will say this I personally know a bunch of black women at Kennesaw specifically who do nursing like I know at least five and I just shot actually had a photo shoot today and shot a, a, a nursing uh, she's going to graduate from Mercer oh well yeah so it like I kind of have hope for the future definitely like, probably for like my kids maybe mm-hmm. but I know and of course obviously there's no like solution today right now for the fix but you know I'm a very I think 30 years into the future like what are what are we going to be yeah and that's what i think about because like you know i want to have kids in like hopefully the next 10 years i will i will say as well you know when we talk about the affordable care act um it wasn't just about making sure that everyone had access it was about protecting those who had pre-existing conditions but also about those really those vulnerable groups Mm -hmm. and it was to remedy a lot of the protections that we had for people to be able to go to these hospitals and not fear of being discriminated against and not getting adequate health care. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot, I'm going to shout out my friend Emma right now. You know, she's in nursing school. She's about to finish. She actually just got a great job. Um, and I, 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 she is a, you know, a newly found, um, like, right, like the like a voter that's actually, like, you know, going to get engaged. And the thing that really kind of sparked it for her, not only me, um, but it was because Donald Trump was attacking uh, protections against being able to discriminate against people um, in hospitals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, against people like who don't share your, your religious like you know viewpoints or anything like that, um, different groups, and it really didn't sit well for her because you know she at the very core of what she does is to take care of people, and she wants to go in this field because she wants to help people get better, and she it didn't sit well with her that we didn't have these protections to say that you cannot refuse you know like care to someone because of their color their skin or their sexuality which obviously you know it's 2020 we should have these protections especially when something so serious as such as healthcare is is in concern but we don't have those protections we're still fighting for the basic ones right and it's at the end of the day it's obamacare and affordable care act is still being attacked right now even though donald trump has already taken away the uh you know the mandate uh, a really big part of the about Affordable Care Act was the um, the mandate to actually pay into it. Yeah, the like individual mandate. Yeah, the individual mandate. Sorry, I could not remember the first. <laughs> no, you, yeah. I, I, I saw you thinking right. about it. I was like, I was, I was like, like he's going to get it. <laughs> right. And he said the third time, I was like, okay, he's not going to get it. I was like, let me help him out. <laughs> Thanks for the assist. Um, but yeah, the individual mandate was a huge thing that a lot of Republicans and Democrats had an issue with because it was forcing people to pay for this health care that they didn't want. It was forcing the American people to do something else. But Donald Trump, using the powers of the presidency, had an executive order that got rid of it. And it held up. And so after that was done, it was like, okay, why are you still fighting? And he's seriously fighting to get it completely taken away because he, like, they say they will go on TV and they'll say we're trying to protect people with, with pre-existing conditions, but they are not at all. Yeah, They're not trying to protect those people because there's so many protections that allow people to go and get health care, you know, the same way as anyone else, but they're still constantly attacking it. Yeah, that's also another reason why I didn't want to vote for Republicans because, like, I don't like liars, as you guys can tell. Mm-hmm. I don't like liars. <laughs> so when they were lying about... um saying that Obamacare is socialist, I was like, again, stop. <laughs> like, you having an option just makes it a government option. Like, it doesn't Absolutely. make it yeah. socialism. <laughs> like, and I heard that also likes Obamacare. Yeah, so uh, it's, 
what right, right now a lot of Democrats when they're running, especially you know the Southern Democrats, um, as I good as old I country boys, Democrats. the Southern good Democrats, good old country boys. <laughs> right, I consider myself a Southern Democrat, but no, a lot of them, <laughs> a lot of them, uh, I gotta go get me some cowboy boots. I think that's gonna look so Not good in some campaigns. Boots. I think that's gonna look good in some campaign videos. But a lot of them want to expand uh, the Affordable Care Act because. You know, it did its job in providing millions of people with health insurance. I did um, like that. Yeah, and, and I think everyone, you know, they're like, oh, it has issues. And, like, of course it does. Every single piece of legislation, every policy that we have has issues. But it's all about what did it accomplish. And it did give millions of people health care. And they want to extend on it. Because, you know, there are still, you know, Democrats in the party who are not subscribed to the socialist agenda. Um, I'm using quotation marks, sorry. Um, Hillary Clinton. Right, right. Like, you know, like, and a lot of people are, you know, they're like, oh, well, Joe Biden's the left. And, and <laughs> it's funny because I'm like, if Joe Biden's the left, no, you, literally. people don't really, realize he's kind of centrist. He's incredibly centrist. Like, I, it's kind of crazy. I'm like, you can't put Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders in the same. No, yeah, like, it's, no. no, not at all. They might both be blue, but they're not in the same league at <laughs> all. You know, he's. It, he's, it's been talked that he's considering Bernie Sanders for his Secretary of Labor. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. Secretary. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen. Or did I say that? No, 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 no. you're right, you're right, <laughs> you're right. Um, yeah, yeah there uh, rumors about the Labor Secretary and being um, housing, urban development. Um, Come on, hood. Just right, hood Secretary. Uh, mostly because I mean, like his policies. Bernie, first of all, let me just put it out there. Bernie's right. I just want to say, <laughs> Bernie is right. It's all about the way that you frame things, though, because Americans don't want you to come at them with these complex ideas and strategies and policies. They want to know how much money you want from me and how, who's getting affected by this. Um, because, you know, a lot of Bernie's policies, it's the Republicans will get up and they'll just start spinning stuff that isn't true. Yeah. And they'll say, you know, this is going to cost us trillions. And it's like, yeah, we're going to have to pay for it, but everyone's going to have to have health insurance. So instead of someone, this is this is what I always use with healthcare. Um, it's my simplified version of like you know why it's important for everyone to have access to it. Um, you know, you have someone who doesn't have health insurance, and they're going their entire life, and they're fine. They have a family. They're making money. It's really really great until they turn forty five and they have a heart attack because mm. they have never been to the doctor. They haven't been to the doctor since they were a child, and they have to go and they have surgery. And it's fine because their family, you know, they have money. But um, they get a medical bill for $200,000 or $300,000 because, of course, you know, you, you yeah. understand how expensive it is. And their family, for the rest of their lives, are crippled in debt and try to pay that back. Yeah. Or everyone can have access to a doctor. That person can go to the doctor um, in their 20s and the doctor says, hey, your cholesterol levels are a little high. Cut back on some fried foods and maybe eat some more vegetables. You don't even have to cut it out completely. Just eat a little bit better and they a know a little bit less a little bit yeah, more yeah a little bit more a little bit less you know no big deal that doctor visit maybe cost $80 um, but $80 compared to $300,000 down the line of that person paying for it and a lot of things that people don't understand is when people go to the doctor they're not going to get refused they're going to get the service mm -hmm. um, and someone's going to have to pay for that 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 medical visit and it's going to be the American people later down the line. Yeah. So why are we? Why not allow everyone to have access? Because it's going to be cheaper in the long run. And that's a lot of things that you know Bernie was trying to say is that having access to this healthcare will save okay, us. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I, okay, I was I was following. I was looking a little dumb, but I I, I kind of <laughs> understood. Okay, because you're saying pay now, save later. Absolutely. Which I think is a very like, and people don't admit like admit it, but like that's pretty capitalist. Like that's a yeah. pretty. I'm glad you said that because I was just about <laughs> to say, you know, I used to consider myself, um, 
I used to consider myself, you know, fiscally conservative. Oh man, um, I'm a capitalist. Through no, it, through. yeah, no. See, that's the thing, right? Like capitalism. Jay everyone, just looked at me. <laughs> everyone's like, I hate capitalism, but I'm like, wait a minute. See, capitalism itself is like it's a good idea. And so you get greedy people who want to take advantage of everyone else. And I try to tell my friends right. that. Right, right, right. Like, I, I look at things, I'm like, okay, that's not, it's not inherently bad. It's just people are taking advantage of other people. But the thing is, if you make it accessible for everyone in this country to be able to go to a doctor, you're going to have millions of people who have never been to the doctor before going to the doctor. You're going to need new doctors. You're going to need more facilities. That means more jobs money, money, because money. people got to build these facilities. Like these, like healthcare, like these health healthier uh, people. Yeah, like healthier people are now working. Yeah. Like you and know, you even have, outside of that, you'll need nutritionists. Yeah, you'll need uh, like fitness people. You yeah. probably need more gyms. You'll you need, need re- rehabilitation. Yeah. You need custodial staff. You'll need administrators. You'll need, you know, people building the light bulbs. You'll need more uh, ambulances. You will have to have so much more infrastructure, and that will create so many jobs. And people are going to be healthier and happier because they're not having to take care of their <laughs> kids. Because my kid has, you know, my kid broke their broke their arm, but I can take him to the doctor and not worry about it. They're gonna give him a cast. He's gonna go back to school. You know, it's there's so many things that we can fix. By just investing in it, and it's it makes more money. I even go cap. You might have been the first Democrat. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You might have been the first Democrat to actually make me want socialized healthcare. Man, because no one, because like usually Democrats feed me the same bullcrap talking points. Yeah. Well, everyone needs healthcare, right? And but they've given me no reason as to why. They're yeah. saying, well, you just need it. I'm like. Yeah. That doesn't make me want to, but when you put it like that and make, because you know I'm I'm a very numbers person. Don't get me wrong, I have sympathy and I feel bad for people because you know my bill for when I was a teenager, I was 14, I had my last surgery. My bill was like almost a million dollars because it was open heart surgery. Had to get a new valve, like all the medicine, all the drugs, all the therapy behind it. Like I went to therapy for like two months, and you needed it, or the other option was death. Yeah, literally. Right. Like I, because like so, what happened was when I was a kid, they gave me a shunt, and a shunt is like a thing that opens up your valve to let the blood flow through. And then they were like, "Well, now your shunt's leaking, and you're too old to get a shunt now." So, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. so they was like, "Bro, you need to get a valve." And my mom was like, "Okay, cool." I had the surgery. Thank God, knock on wood, haven't had a surgery again. You know, I'm yeah. pretty healthy. Nice. You know, like on Twitter, I put I haven't had a sip of alcohol like in over a year like you know i'm trying to be pretty healthy but um yeah my everything together including the rehab everything was a million dollars and my my family's pretty well off like my friends know me like we're doing pretty well and there's no way that we could have paid yeah could you imagine zero percent but you're the first democrat (laughs) i'm not even gonna cap i have my friend chime he's 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 democratic and my friend cam will they're super democratic but they've never convinced me to actually want to vote yeah. for that's why he's my favorite it's, yo you might have <laughs> that's to that's why he's gonna be the president yo you might have United to States. like campaign for like a seat or something because oh, yes. oh, that was just wait for it <laughs> because like the the thing that gets me that makes me not want to vote for the other like for any side is when you start bashing the other side yeah no i yeah really don't like that because i'm all about cohesiveness yeah because there are black republicans yeah like there are a lot of black Republicans that we don't even realize. And if you alienate those black people, 
I don't think you're for black people. Oh. I think that's, that's what a, people don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, people don't realize about why um, Joe Biden campaigned the way that he did. But literally, you were just talking about it. Like he campaigned kind of in a more like moderate mm-hmm. stance because of the fact that obviously we've already established that we're a divided country, and he didn't really want to cross that line of bashing. Nonetheless, still American people. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go cap when when Trump threw a jab at his dad's son uh, and Joe Biden yeah. didn't punch him in the face. Yeah, I here's my vote. No, because bro, <laughs> right. like no, because Joe Biden. No, no that's not just assault no more. That's no, treason. No, <laughs> yeah, cap, like, but if you talk bad one yeah. thing bad about my grandma, I don't care where we are. It's yeah. it's over. Like I'm a pacifist, and you Got know I don't wish. Yeah. You know violence on nobody, but there's just some boundaries that you just don't yeah. cross. And okay. I was like, I was like, I was on Twitter. And that's his, like, that's Joe Biden's boundary yeah, that don't you don't. His family. And I was on Twitter, and I was like, dang, his son. Yeah. I was like, yo, even yeah. for Trump, that's yeah. low. It's it's um, I mean, just alienating the other side is not going to get us anywhere. Um, you know, oh I my, you might be the best <laughs> Democrat I've ever no, talked to. You know, I'm glad I, I hope I'm going to have your vote in a few years, but no, you might, you, you, I was already saying I was voting blue Senate, but I'm super doing it now. You got to, I mean, cause at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people, you know, we're celebrating, we're happy, but you know, I, I will be the Debbie Downer and say, I will turn around and look and say, yeah, we won. We did all this. There are 72 million people who voted for him. Yeah, and they're pissed, and they're silent. You know, they they're 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 collecting their thoughts right now, and they're some pissed. silent. And you know, we have so many people yeah, who are like, "There's you know, some stupid idiots out there." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, we have a lot of people, and like, I think a lot because people don't really you know follow it too closely. They don't understand that some of his supporters tried to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, and it it's is. like they're they're getting bold. Um. But yeah, no, I mean, like, you know, even, like, you know, we're talking about the healthcare and stuff. It's like, it's, it's easy. It's an easy fix, right? Like people who are making money right now can still make their money, but people can also be, you know, well off and healthy and happy. Um, there's a reason why, you know, these, these companies like Google or even Home Depot, you know, they pay a very substantial amount of money and they give, you know, pay time off. They, you know, give maternity and paternity leave off. Because they know it's not it's not because they're you know the kindness of their heart. They know yo if they're happy, they're gonna come work better. They're gonna work with me longer, and they're gonna tell their friends. And we're gonna you know it's like you know because they're happy now when they're talking to people on customer service, they're happier, and the people are happier with the service, and now they're shopping more here. And I don't understand. I I guess I've never understood why people can't see that, you know. And there's a there's a reason why you know some you know some of these. People think that the entire country is just Trump supporters. And like, you know, I said, you know, 72 million people still voted for him. But, you know, out of that, maybe only about 30 million of that, you know, is actually, you know, the racist, you know, I hate them people, you know, so I'm going to vote for him. But the other ones are just saying, I'm not about to give my money to the Democrats so they can just do stupid stuff with it, which I mean, (laughs) which is a fair point. (laughs) I think a solid half, maybe a little bit more than half of Trump voters really just didn't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, absolutely. because, you know, there are some Trump voters that I were, you know, I'll talk to anybody yeah. besides vegans. No, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> I'll, talk, <laughs> but I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. But um, I'll talk to anybody. And I was, you know, asking, I was like, so why are you voting for Trump? And it was like, honestly, like, I really don't like him as a person, but I don't want Dems to waste my money on stupid stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, that's yeah. pretty 
fair. Like, yeah. and then some people are like one issue voters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, some yeah. people, you know, like if you have a company in trade, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like that's how you make money. I I understand. Yeah, I'm not going to vilify. I think it's stupid, yeah. but I understand. Yeah. Or if you're, you know, on the south border of Texas, and you know, immigration might be an issue for you. I get it. Yeah, I completely understand. Do I agree with the way you're voting and the way logic? I don't. Yeah. Because my immigration stance is pretty liberal. I don't think you should deny anybody. First of all, like, you know what I'm saying? But hey, that could be for a different point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because be I'll talk three hours about yeah, immigration. Right. But, <laughs> but yeah, that kind of, you know, like I do like your stance on bringing people together because I tweeted this a lot in the in the years before the election like coming up i said it like randomly all the time i was like <laughs> vilifying vilifying people will not bring them to your no, side absolutely not. i was like it's not gonna work mm-hmm. imagine me and you're having a debate and i was like man fuck you ugly motherfucker like, you know you would <laughs> right. be like why would i want to hang out with yeah this like, I'm not gonna, yeah right <laughs> like i would never want to see this yeah. no i'm not doing what he's doing yeah. if he's there i'm not going because yeah. he's a bad person Right. Now, I mean, you're debating. He's like, you know what, dude? I understand what you're saying. So, what can I do to, to bring you over to my right. side? Well, if you do this, I'll bet. Yeah. At the end, at the end of the day, you can sit down. And it is people think it's gonna take a long time. I can sit down for three minutes with any Republican and hear their side. I can tell them my side, and they're like, "Well, I didn't know that." And I'll be like, "Yeah, no, that, yeah, that is that's how that goes." <laughs> and you know, we like I, I was talking, I was having a conversation with one of my friends, and we were talking about um, like Biden's like. Uh, his policy and like gun control and everything and he was like you know trying to take everything offline and stuff and yeah. my friend was like you know I, I'm not trying to you know stockpile anything but some parts of my gun I need to order in this size and color and I can't order it offline so I have to try and see if I can get it from the stores right to me you know my, my whole my brain I'm like well you don't even need that stuff you know we need to protect our kids but I'm just like I'm, I want to listen and he started telling me about all this other stuff about you know how different gun parts you know it costs like it's tax and he's like I, I mean, want to do this yeah. they're, they're right yeah. so like me personally, yeah. I hate guns. Mm. Everyone in my family loves guns. All my friends love guns. Yeah. I, I'm a pacifist. I don't. Yeah. I, I. Maybe if I had to get a daughter with a child, I don't know. But I hate guns. But I do understand yeah. that some people in certain areas, you need protection. Yeah, I completely get it. Yeah. Someone break into your house, you a little yeah. woozy. <laughs> you know, you you got that thing on you. You feel yeah, me? Right. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> stop. <laughs> And then they are right, though. There are certain guns. And I I personally, I personally agree with you. Yeah. You don't need that part yeah. or you don't need that gun. Yeah. It's like, you, yeah, it's like you don't need it. But like <laughs> a lot of people are like, you know, I need this and you know, I collect this. Like I'm going to break just a tad little few seconds, um, you know, away from politics. I, I love Star Wars. I'm a huge nerd. Um, and I have a whole lightsaber collection at home. I don't need those. They're really expensive. But I like them. They're really cool. And I show them to my friends. And that's the same way they feel about a lot of guns. Because a lot of gun owners, they are responsible gun owners. And, you know, they, they make sure they have a gun safe. They make sure the safety's on. They make sure that, you know, it's not loaded. Because that's just, they collect them. And I think, you know, he was talking to me. And I was like, what's your, like, why are Republicans and conservatives so against registering their guns if they're responsible? He said, because it costs money. It costs so much money to register every gun I buy, and I have to go through these through these hoops and everything. And I said, I was like, you know, surely the amount of money we're getting from taxing gun sales can't be that much. You know, like it wouldn't be too crazy to say, like, if you agree to me that you will go get, you know, background checks, health, like a like mental evaluation checks, and you will register everything that you buy. If we like stop, like if we make decrease the taxes or stop taxing them altogether, will you promise me that you can do all these checks? 
and we can you can register it so we know where everyone's guns are. And he was like, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. And like, not to say that I will do that, right? But it's having those conversations of like, what are you willing to give up for the safety of our children and for people in general if you were allowed to continue doing something that you want? Well, most like, and the crazy part is, which is why I kind of hate the NRA, oh, the God. the majority of gun right. o- the majority of gun owners in America want background checks. Yeah, they support it. Like even mm-hmm. like the basic the basic the basic rules like they're like yeah like i'm for that like i haven't met a gun owner yet and we live in the south yeah and i got white friends asian friends black friends all they're like i have not met not one single gun owner who's who's against that like literally not a single one and so it just kind of drives me crazy when the nra is like well we can't do i'm like but the people in your club or your organization yeah Pose yeah. and that's a huge thing. Like, yeah. like people just Dave's talk. looking at me like, yeah, that, that nigga's that <laughs> yeah. nigga speaking right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's it's just it's straight facts because it's like we and there's a I don't I don't know where it started with the narrative of like we're gonna take your guns now. Better or work, bless his soul. He's a little extreme. That was crazy. I I can't believe minute, he said that. The minute he said we're taking your guns away, I said your whole career's over. Just go ahead I knew he home. wasn't going to win Texas yeah, when he no, said that. I was absolutely. like, no, you've, you've yeah. lost. You said in Texas. In Texas. The, the gun you? state why of the world. You? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> right. It's crazy. But, um, you know, I was, I'm, I'm sitting here and like, there's a whole narrative, you know, they want to take our guns away. You know, and at the end of the day, I, I, my, 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 my quickest answer to that is they can't. We have a whole second amendment. Like that, that a constitutional amendment. For you is your most important, even though there's a lot of other important ones. The Second um, Amendment the, protects right. all the other amendments. Southern Democrats. Right. <laughs> right. That, that is like, the funniest thing is what I hear. I, <laughs> I know uh, I have a friend. We're, we're both political. And we, we look at each other and, you know, we were like, you know, I like guns. You like guns? And I was like, yeah, I like guns. He said, you know why? Because we Southern Democrats. And this is the funniest thing, but. Um, I just think that, you know, just I was just using, you know, gun control as one thing, but there are several things where both sides literally agree, yeah, but they don't know that they agree because a lot of media and, you know, the NRA, a lot of interest groups will get in and spread misinformation. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of why I don't like, uh, I don't watch like biased news anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of stay away from CNN and Fox. Yeah. I can't because... I like Chris Cuomo. Yeah, Cuomo be. Yeah. And who's, Anderson who's, Cooper. Whose queen is this? Who claims this queen? <laughs> Anderson Cooper. Oh. Um, okay, Anderson Cooper but is I watch a good C-Span looking dude. Though. Though. No, I mean, yeah. Anderson, well, Anderson Cooper is a good Cooper, looking though. guy. Yeah, right, right. Like, I don't know, like the white hair with like the little thing, yeah. like like little bang thing he's got going yeah. on. I'm like, that's, that's a good looking dude. It's a confidence. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, the jawline is pretty nice. Yeah. 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 But I just, you know, like. Who I claims this queen? <laughs> <laughs> All the Cuomos. All the both Jay, Cuomos. Jay's over there pain. <laughs> right, he's like man. Because <laughs> I mean, like I mean, because you're right. I mean, there's there's I mean, like both sides. Like there's so many actual partisan like news coverage, and and CNN is not perfect at all. CNN mm-hmm. actually reports things, and I, I will say, okay, that's too far, or I'll be like, that's not true, um, because I mean, there are certain things that just aren't you know aren't true. So I challenge myself to look past it and research I on like my that. own, um, because. I know I know things because I have, you know, years of education experience in this field. But, you know, there are certain things that I see and I'm like, that is going to trick millions. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so disheartening. And, yeah. you know, every time I try to do stuff, I always try to make the information that I give people um, a little bit simpler because, you know, mm-hmm. it's very easy. Like, right. Like a lot of people are like, you know, it's so complicated, but it's not just <laughs> 
it's the way that you're explaining it is complicated. And um, I, I've loved the growth that I've had, you know, since I've been in college and I've met some really awesome people. Um, you she's know, not a day Jones. Right, she's gonna cry. Right. Yeah. No, day. I. She's you know, a she, simp. She she's goes, a simp. <laughs> she I keep me. somebody who knows something about something on my side. No, but see the. Thing. You know, I just have opinions. <laughs> he has information. So. No, but she. I. You can use me as a tool anytime you want because I do. You call me your politician friend, but you're my my activist friend because you have driven me to you know implement a lot of activist ideals in my policies because it's important. I tend and to make my friends a little bit more progressive. I'm gonna cap. They was like, and I asked her like three times. I was like, I need you behind these protests with me. And she was like, okay, I'll help you promo. But she was like, I don't want to be like, you know, because she yeah. wanted the she wanted the protest to be about the protest and not about yeah. her. Yeah. And I was like, mm, if you don't got dang, say yeah. a speech. Right, 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 right. But she saw the bigger picture, though. But yeah. I, I do admire people and more specifically women like Dave Jones because, um, Stop. Yeah, see, right. people are making me see. I'm about to tweet like a savage again, bro. People are making me soft, <laughs> right. man. I swear. Bro, I be saying this all day, all the time, and she'd be like, "You're gonna make me." Cry. I'm like, "Day, do you not see yourself?" I'm like, "You like." I always tell her, like, first of all, black women, just in general, just wow. Yeah. Um. You know, I know when I whenever I run or whenever I get in office, you know, it's my staff. Don be, shaking his head like, "Yeah, that's great." <laughs> yeah, no, right. <laughs> it's just. I have yet to see a black woman not achieve something that she wants to achieve. Facts. Um, and that's just powerful. I, I just, at the end of the day, that just, that gives me a lot of motivation. And I think, a, you know, a large thing um, that motivates me, honestly, is my mom. She, she just, like, she just, she sees an obstacle and she overcomes it because she has to. Dope. Um, and I think that resilience and endurance of black women is just so strong. I mean, and black men too, of course, you know, but it's like, I, I look at Day and I'm like, God, dang, man, like. The things that she does, you know, I, I don't know if you saw the post. I keep telling people about this all the time. I made, I, I told myself that I was going to start using Twitter. Um, and you I made, need to. Yeah. It's, 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 he, oh, he, he did. He made his page yeah, I, like I made five little, days ago. Right. I made my page like five days ago. And then I made up my, my, my um, one of my first posts. I think it was maybe my third post. You know, I posted the analytics about, you know, the black youth vote here in Georgia. And I had about 15 followers. And she, she, she reposted it. And Jay reposted it. And man, that, that, that. That post has been seen by 5.8 million people now. It's literally it viral. viral. It has like because of her 113 likes. 100, yeah, like or 13,000. I'm sorry. Oh, thir- right, 113. Yeah, right. She's like, what? It's at 120,000 now. But no, yeah, okay, it's, it's literally all because of her. And I'm, you know, I sit there and I look at her and I say, day, like, like I, I like to put things in perspective for people too. I, I, yeah. I think I went to her and I said, day, like. You know, this is cool and all, but do you know that this has reached more people than people who voted in this election in Georgia, right? Like, it's reached 5.8 million people across the country. I had people from other states, you know, texting me being like, oh, wow, like, what is this? This is crazy. And my job was like, Daniel, you're going viral. And that's because of Day Jones. Yeah. And then the thing is, like, you know, Day is part of the reason why I was going to vote Democratic in uh, January. Which, which I'm going to get you to talk on in just one second. But I want to say this little piece right here. Okay. Because, mainly because I saw her go so hard for it. Whereas my Republican friends were kind of lazy. 
Mm-hmm. And anyone who knows me, I hate lazy people. Yeah. Like it's just not for me. Yeah. And lazy I, people and liars. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And guns. Bro, I just I don't I don't know what it is. So I just and vegan. Okay, everyone knows vegans, but I just don't like guns. I I don't know what it is. Like, you would think that me being a southern black man with my family and you know my friends, like I would. Love, I just don't know what it is. But but yeah, Day is one of the reasons why she's like she she's a little part of the reason why um I'm voting Democratic. Come January, the main reason is because I I want to see what they do for black yeah. people, I mean, it's, it's and I'm very transparent. Like I told Day earlier, you know I'm gonna see what they do. They're gonna have two years, you know what yeah. I'm saying, of all branches being, you know, you yeah. feel me, yeah. and then we're gonna have Biden. Um, so let's see what they can do, which is valid. And it's, you know if they if and of course I'm being very reasonable here. <laughs> I'm not saying cure every single black issue there, yeah. but you know a law here, you know a little yeah. representation there, you know what I'm a saying. Step in the right we'll we'll definitely. Get me voting, you know, more towards your way. But if I don't see the realistic expectations that I think should happen, I might vote Republican again. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying Republicans are the way to go, nor will I tell anyone to vote Republican. Yeah. But I'm just doing what I think is best for my people. Absolutely, which I think that a lot of people should. I think you know when I when I do a lot of stuff like with nonpartisan work, I always say you know vote what is best for you because when everyone it's not me. I'm voting for for my people. Yeah, because I know that me specifically, regardless of who wins, I'm gonna be straight. Yeah, I got photography. I'm an account manager for ADP. I yeah. I'm straight. I have yeah. a house. I got a car. I promise you. Yeah. Whoever I vote for, I could never vote, and I'll be straight. Yeah, and it's but you know when you say you know vote for you, people are like, okay, well, what's important to me? What's important to you is your family. It, it's it's about making my, sure yeah. that yeah, it's about making sure everything that about you is you know it's good right um and you know it's it's seriously going to be leaders like day you know using social media because that's the platform that we have and i it's people are going to listen because she's passionate and we love to see yeah and i think that's like one of the biggest things for me has always been making sure especially with this runoff election coming up is making sure that everything that i say is simple enough that and not to just say people are simple-minded but to like we make politics really complex, like you were just saying, and really complicated. You don't understand a lot of things from the surface level. So to be like really simple and to talk about how I would talk about anything else, but let it be known like this is extremely important. And I know that people, you know, look at me for facts, Say whatever it. else I'm talking about. Be confident. Be it, <laughs> I, you know, I'm. Just, but people will look at you know my Twitter to see me talking about sexual assault. Um, issues people see me talk. What else do I talk about? I don't know. Food. I mean, your Twitter, your Twitter is is mainly to me personally four things: politics. Come on, stop. <laughs> see, I don't want to say that. Politics. <laughs> How much you love your man's? Yeah. <laughs> um, Good old sexual. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, sexual assault, which I'm a very big proponent of. You know, I, I like you know. Making people uncomfortable with it, mm-hmm. and then also like just random like, should I go out tonight? I don't know. I'm gonna stay in the house. Yeah. What y'all doing? The one more, one more food. food. Yeah. But, oh yeah, she like she like <laughs> yeah. good food. But people usually tap into it for whatever reason. So that's why I'm like, it's so important for me to use this platform because I have noticed that since I have you know gone so hard for it and I decided to go hard for it on election night. Yeah. Because like we need the momentum then for whatever reason. People were tapped into election night on Twitter. People was talking about it like we were watching 
the Super BC Bowl. Awards yeah. back Super in the day. Bowl, yeah. yeah, so people were talking about it. I'm like, okay, well, let me go ahead and start mobilizing people now. And since then, people have gotten registered to vote that didn't vote or, you know, for the general election or the primaries, and now they're voting for the runoff. So I want you to actually, you know, before we wrap up, I want you to give your dissertation or, like, whatever, like, on the Senate runoff, what's going to happen, like, what do you think is going to happen, how to get people out to vote, like, what they need to do, when they need to register, like, everything, just break it down, 10 minutes a day, go. Let me get my dates. Okay, so. (laughs) She said, let me get my my research. Um, Yes, so the Senate runoff coming up, John Ossoff versus David Perdue, um, Reverend Raphael Warnock, the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church, the church of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, versus Kelly Leffler. Super important runoff election. Like we've said earlier, we'll decide the majority of the Senate. Um, well, actually, it'll be 50-50 and the tiebreaker will be Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Um, so we decide the Senate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I just want people. Yes. Even though it's 50, we decide like, the Senate. Like, Georgia yeah. decides the fate of millions of American people. Like, very literally. That's that's what it is. Um, so much is on the line. So much of what Georgia does will dictate what a Biden presidency looks like. Um, so when we talk about, you know, uh, President Barack Obama didn't do this. There will be a very good chance that we'll have those same conversations With about Biden. a Biden presidency if we don't show up for this runoff. Um it does give us a chance to have a little bit more hope in a presidency again. If Georgia can flip both of these seats blue, um, we can finally get two corrupt politicians out of office. Like I said, let me pull up these dates because I forgot. You can request your absentee ballot today. Do it. Actually, I don't know when this video, this podcast is going up, but request your absentee ballot. The deadline to do so is December 7th. I believe. Or okay. the registration? De- yeah. Yeah, registration. Oh, the- voter registration, December 4th. So you have up until, to give context, today is November 15th. So you have just about three weeks-ish yeah. to register for the Senate runoff. And yeah. you can vote in any county, right? Yeah, for... Uh, early, wait. It's early, it's early voting for it, correct? Is, yeah. there, is there early, early I'm voting? I'm not really sure. About early voting starts December 14th. Yeah. Okay, so December 4th. And then you can vote in any county for early voting, correct? You have to vote in the county yeah. that you're registered in. Okay, you have to vote for the county that you're registered in. You can in. vote yeah. for at any uh, precinct in your county. Okay, early okay, early okay. Voting. Okay, I don't really know much about runoffs. It's, I'm kind of <laughs> ignorant. Georgia, yeah, Georgia's actually, we don't really have a lot of runoffs. And when yeah. we do, the Republicans always win. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's it's... It's going to be something, a learning, a really big learning curve for us. Yeah, because literally this is my first presidential election that I ever voted in. So this will be my first runoff election to vote <laughs> in as well. Um, early voting, like I said, starts December 14th. You can vote in any at any precinct in your county for early voting. But if you vote on election day, which is January 5th, or the runoff election, which is January 5th, you have to vote at your precincts. Okay. So early voting will be probably better because you can go anywhere. That's probably yeah. a bit more convenient. Yep. Okay, so definitely. And you can find where your precinct is on MVP.ga. No, MVP.sos.ga.gov. 
Period. Okay. <laughs> so okay. for everyone that's listening, we have the Senate runoff for the two senators. And we're going to be hopefully flipping Georgia completely blue. Just for you guys to understand what that oh, means. Because <laughs> even though Georgia did vote blue for the for the presidency, our Senate is technically still Republican. But let's see if we can make the state completely blue. Okay. And then also, like Day was saying, you have until the 4th to register to vote for the runoff. And then election day, not early voting, but election day is January 5th. Early voting starts December 14th. Yeah. All right. So everyone, go out and vote. We need to flip the state blue. Let's see what happens. Let's hope they do some good things for black people and then black people can help other people in the future. This has been a great podcast. There's anything that you guys want to say in it at all? I'm I'm just going to use this time to be dramatic, but not dramatic at all. If you listen to this podcast and, you know, you're you're asking yourself, you know, if I should vote or if I shouldn't vote um, or, you know, if your vote matters. Um, this is going to be the, one of the most consequential elections, uh, runoff elections in, in history thus far, you know, for a runoff election. But the Democrats con- gaining control of the Senate will literally mean millions of people will be able to, you know, have health insurance. People will be able to have help out of this pandemic. Um, I mean, it will even mean that we're getting more stimulus checks if that's what you need to, you know, go out and vote. Um, but we have to. No, I'm kidding. Right, right. No, right. I mean, if you want money, you know. But no, it's you come out and vote for this Senate so that, you know, uh, President elect Biden can then show us for the next two years, um, you know, what he's about because we don't want him hiding behind. Well, I didn't have control over the Senate. Let's give him all the necessary resources that he needs to be able to govern effectively. Um, so, you know, just get out and vote. Um, also, I think the registration deadline is the 7th. I was yeah, just thinking in my head on the 4th. Cause, yeah, so it's the 7th. Um, election on the 5th. So make sure you get you, your brother, your mama, your sister, your cousin. Everybody. Um, everybody. Mama do Right. Mama, mama do yes. um, To out and vote. Especially, just to throw this in, especially people who were not 18 mm-hmm. to vote in the primary election, but mm-hmm. will be 18 by January 5th. If you know those people, get them registered to vote. So, hey, Capricorns. Yeah. No, we really. Coming up. Really. We coming up. Really. Yeah, let's go, right. Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Capricorns, we up now. Right. Georgia depends on Capricorns. Just like, yeah. if it flips blue, you guys might gotta give Capricorn five dollars. I don't know. I'm just I forgot you were Capricorn. <laughs> January first. All right. This has been Man versus with Daniel and Day, and we're out. <laughs>